That's alright. It looks cool though. That's... Did you notice the monsters? No, I, no- I noticed the dragon. I guess Did dragon you is the just Zelda. Kind of... uh, no, I noticed Zelda. No, it was Zelda. I know. Or is that Link? A bit, but... <laughs> Sorry. Oh yeah, is it Link? Wait, no, that's Zelda. <laughs> no, no, the one behind it's Zelda. Am <laughs> I get it right? Yeah, the one the in the green is Zelda, right? No, no, the one that Link's riding. That's. <laughs> That's Zelda, right? Now the audience doesn't know if we're looking at some weird <laughs> stuff or if you're talking about the horse. <laughs> it's the horse or Zelda, depending on what, you know, chronological, I don't know, <laughs> material you're looking at. Welcome to the show. Yeah, hello. Eight buds. Hey guys, how's it going? How are you going, man? I never ask how you are. <laughs> I should probably ask that at some point. How are you? I'm alright, man. Oh, that's good. I'm ready to dive into some music. Sweet. Me too, man. That's why we're here. Alright. So, Welcome to episode five, everybody. Yeah. Wow, we made it to the fifth episode. Gosh, I was I was worried there for a second, <laughs> trust me. Um yeah, strap yourselves in. What are we doing this time, man? Okay, so topic for today is overworld themes. Mm. Mm. Yes. Which is kind of an interesting like to classify an overworld is an interesting idea because it changes between games it's not always the same yeah and the thing is like when i first mentioned the topic idea to you i was like in my mind i was thinking oh this would be pretty easy and i realized i'm like not as many uh games i thought have overworld things (laughs) or like even like just from a game standpoint it's really hard to classify what an overworld is and like you said, it depends on the game. Because yeah. you could look at an individual game and think, well, that's its overworld. But for another game, it, it could actually be its stage select screen. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so exactly. It really depends. Um, but I'm sure we'll get into detail with that as we're going along. Because I know we have some variety examples, or at least I do. Yeah, there's um, there's a few reasons. The, the common factor seems to be that it's sort of the... Uh, the world map or like the hub world it's like the area that you are that you can now choose to go to many other kinds of different areas from that point Mm. uh it's kind of like the split in the road or the fork in the road yeah exactly um for the most part Mm. but yes like you said sometimes they are just like menus and and you wouldn't count them as overworld themes but then there are other cases where it's like just it's just a level and it's just above ground yeah. and like a field and and it's just sort of seen as an overworld theme. Yeah, I know that um you you haven't picked this one too, but for just uh, curiosity sake, for anyone's curious at home, um the original Super Mario Brothers theme, like for the first level, that's called overworld theme. Yeah, and so <laughs> and that's just a level. That's not like you don't get to select every anything from there. It's just called overworld. 
Um, so again, like it really just depends on the context, but um, we'll still get into detail on why we think it suits as an overworld theme and kind of, at least I have a general idea now of what is more suitable for an overworld theme, depending on the game and uh, like just what's based around that particular context, I think. So yeah. yeah. The other thing as well is that um, we actually don't know what tracks we're going to be playing uh, or each other's tracks. I know what mine are, obviously. I didn't yeah. just like pull them out of a hat or anything. Although that might actually be a cool idea one time. Yeah, that'd be difficult. Be but it would be cool. Um, but yeah, I don't know what cams are. Um, kind of like similar to episode one. Um, he doesn't know what mine are. And so we're kind of going to have a bit of a surprising reaction to each. And uh, yeah, see what we think of each other's. But... I suppose we'll get started. Let's get right into it. So first track is going to be one of my tracks. And um, this is... I'm just going to say straight out that this is one of my favorites. Ooh. So um, we'll we'll play it and then say... I think the so. The game composer and title? I think so. Okay. All right. Uh, let's play the track right now then. bad i totally forgot about this song and i love it i i have to rank it as like my favorite legend of zelda overworld theme from any of them like it ocarina of time was like the nostalgia factor for me for years and then i heard the i can't remember when exactly that i, I will be honest it was probably through the angry video game nerd i'm not even kidding yeah that's where i first heard this through like link to the past really yeah and then I played Link to the Past. I was like, damn, this is awesome. Yep. And then I played Link Between Worlds and I'm like, damn. And it presents it in such a good way in Link Between Worlds as oh. well. It's like you just passed like the third temple and you and you've beaten like um a boss kind of thing, like Yuga. Yeah. And then and then you get sent into the dark world as like the twist. Yeah. And um, and then it just comes in with this epic orchestra start and you're like, oh man, what's going on here? And then it just like rips into that theme that you knew like you grew up with and you're like, yeah. this is incredible. I think like the transition from the worlds as well is better in Link Between Worlds yeah. than Link to the Past. Yeah. Um, just the way they kind of yeah you go through the crack and end up in the other world. Yeah. I think I like that transition a bit better for it. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty cool. Like having like it's kind of like tears in the fabric of the universe or whatever. Yeah. Go, to go between worlds. Exactly. But yeah, so as an overworld theme now you got to think of the context i think context is a huge thing when it comes to overworld you obviously not only want to set up the the world that you're in but you also want to give just a basis for the potential places you can go and for the fact that uh this is an adventure game um in a sense that you want to make it sound epic um 
and like an adventure, I suppose. Mm. Kind of playful, but not as dramatic. Um, but this one would bleed more towards the dramatic because you've already been in this world before. So mm -hmm. you want it to be a little bit more melancholic, I guess. Yeah, sure. And I feel like, um, especially with this version, the strings definitely help with that. Obviously the harmony definitely helps with mm, that too. Yeah. Um, even the time signature as well. I, I love the way it kind of changes like... Well, not even the time signature. I think it's more like the it's just phrasing. The rhythm. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. It's the phrasing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. It's a really cool rhythm. Yeah. But um, what what this piece says to me is like as an overworld theme, mm. it starts off with like the very sort of dark orchestra, and you're thinking, wow, this is like sort of dangerous. Ah, oh, this is dangerous, and you're very like uh, big territory. Yeah. And then it gets into the theme, and you're like. But it's also fun. Mm. And I think that that's why it works so well. It, it immediately presents you with like, this is now dangerous. Yeah. This is a lot harder than before. Mm -hmm. But this is where the game really starts kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Because yeah, um, yeah, the enemies get really tough in this world. And like, you really got to take care of your hearts and all that. Like, it's just, it definitely f uh, fits the the drama that's kind of occurred in the whole world. Yep. Um, in comparison to... I'm trying to remember, does, uh, does the actual Hyrule theme, is that just the regular Legend of Zelda theme in the game? Like, similar to Link to the Past, where it was, like, just a recreation of the main theme? In Link Between Worlds? Yeah, Link yes. Between Worlds, yeah. 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 So well, it's, they it's... have a weird one at the start, where it is, but it's like a remix version of it. But... Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, like, that one's very, like, adventurous and, um, just, uh... Yeah, adventurous and optimistic. And then yeah. you get to this one, it's like, oh, all hell's broken loose. Yep. Kind of thing. So oh, It's such a good way. It fits the context, it fits the particular gameplay moment, and it really sets the the tone for what is coming up. Yeah. And that's the big key here. It sets the tone for everything that's coming up. Yeah, true. Danger and fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the things you want in a Zelda game. Because yep. it's still Nintendo. You want to have fun. Of course. Not saying that anything on PC you can't have fun with, although, you know, maybe some of the games I've played recently probably, yeah. <laughs> probably is the case. I'm sure you can argue that too. Um, <laughs> League of Legends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the title of it, uh, if you're not aware, it's Low Rule Overworld. Or um, as it was sort of more known in the other game, it was the Dark World yes. Overworld. Yeah. So Low Rule Overworld is the name. Uh, it's from The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. And the composer is Ryo Nagamatsu. Or the original composition was Koji Kondo, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. But they got uh, my boy Ryu to do it this Ryu. time. And he's great. He's he's all Ryo, sorry. Ryo. All right. Nice. So. Awesome. So that, that wasn't your track of the week. No, I, I want it to be, but it's, it's not. Uh, I'm kicking myself because I really wanted to, I wanted that to be your track of the week. Yeah, I, it's really good. But yeah. I, there's another one I like. You're going to have to impress me now, man, because yeah. that, that one's deep in my heart. All right. So let's start with this one. You would have heard this one before. Mm-hmm.
Massive nostalgia bomb. Oh yeah. David Wise. <laughs> there you go. Everyone loves David Wise. We're just going to do an episode on David Wise one time. Well, I was listening to Tropical Freeze earlier, sort of in preparation for this episode. Mm. And, um... Oh my god, that soundtrack is like the greatest thing mm. ever. <laughs> like, it's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's like he took his Donkey Kong style and just like and just went to ham on that style and mm. just like came out the other end ten years later or whatever. <laughs> came out like the... as a god of that particular style of music. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like oh whoops. <laughs> you didn't hear that. <laughs> you didn't hear that. He may have heard a little bit of the first track. Interesting. Ah! Because it's on repeat. I don't know why it changed. That's odd. Anyway, that's all right. You've heard it before. I'll just keep it like that for now. Okay. Um, yeah. So, so what do you think as an overworld theme? Because this is an interesting one. Um, for those who don't know at home, it is Welcome to Crocodile Isle, and it's from Donkey Kong Country 2. Our favorite game of all time, if you didn't hear from episode one. Um, <laughs> and it's by David Wise, as we keep fanboying about him. That's going to be a common theme. Now, what's interesting with this is that like we were mentioning earlier, in terms of overworld stuff, this isn't... It's kind of an overworld. It, it, it is an overworld, but it's, it's like more like... It's a level selection screen. It's a level selection screen. So you have different worlds that you progress through. You've got different levels for those worlds. And this is what plays as you're selecting uh, the levels. Yeah. So you're not running around like you would in uh, the last one that we just had from Link yep. Between Worlds. But what do you think as an overworld theme about this one? I think it, considering what it is, I think it does it very well. Mm. Uh, it is just a level selection screen. It's not sort of part of the game per se. Yeah. Um, but it does sort of imply um, an impending sense of doom, um, like darkness, which which is com a common theme in this game because it's like, you know, it's the sequel, so it's always got to be like bigger and darker you know yeah yeah and um i feel like it's presented quite well it, it was actually pretty hard to separate the nostalgia from like the analysis actually i'm yeah. kind of listening to it i'm like i've heard this a million times yeah. but when i'm listening to it and thinking about it in context mm. um it does work well yeah um yeah, I think that that's the main thing like it keeps it subtle yes but it's it's very dark as well so mm -hmm. yeah no I, I agree in terms of the actual context and like you said coming from the original game which is um still like darker points but it is a lot more uh upbeat than anything else yeah um and i actually like to when i was including it in my list i compare it a lot to the original uh games overworld which is more kind of on the basis of a jungle in a sense. It's very great. It's very jazzy. The first it's, one. Yeah, it's got like the um like the piano there. If if you ever heard it before, definitely look it up. It's a really nice overworld tune. Um, but yeah, compared to that, this one is a lot darker, and I think it really fits not only the world itself but also the theme of the enemies, which going off the main villain is a lot more piratey now oh yeah i can see that so yeah, it's a bit of a sea shanty kind of thing exactly yeah. yeah because like if you're listening to that for the first time obviously the first level you'll play is on the pirate ship which yep. is where you kind of left off in the first game yep um and that one's very pirate like that one you know i never noticed that before really interesting yeah that never clicked 
the, the fact that like that, the, first that, level... that the first one ends on a pirate ship and the oh, first like, one starts on yeah, a pirate no, ship. No, because like for, for those who don't know, I don't or spoilers, you know, but the game's so old it doesn't matter. Um you defeat King K Rule on the pirate ship, and you're basically like at, at least this is how I kind of see it. Um Donkey Kong gets captured, mm. right? Um, and you start off on a ship, but you're in the distance. You can see the old island you yeah, started Deco off on island. in yeah. Donkey Kong Country One, um, and but now it's shipwrecked, and so now you're basically trying to conquer this island to get to Donkey Kong and defeat Captain K. Rule. Yeah, this time. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so my favorite I, kind of K. Rule. Absolutely, dude. I'm so psyched for Smash Bros. Ultimate to just cannon everybody. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes. I feel like it all fits because of that. It matches the first level, the context of the game, the fact that it's darker. Yeah. Um, it sets up the theme for the rest of the game. Yeah. I feel. And again, as we talked about with Overworld Music, I feel like that's important. I agree. There you go. Okay. Sweet. Oh, I'll let you take over. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this next song, I'm pretty sure you've never heard this one ever. Makes sense. Um, this is a huge nostalgia hit for me, so mm-hmm. get ready for this. Yeah. interesting as soon as i heard that i was thinking of stardew valley i don't know why no, it, it just is. reminds me of a town yeah it, it is a bit stardew valley-esque yeah. isn't it um and that's kind of the vibe i got obviously not knowing the game and i still haven't looked at it yet um that i kind of got like the town like open plains yeah. kind of feel yeah um, which is very common when you're trying to do overworlds and adventure games i don't know if it's an adventure game but i'm just going off that yeah um, I even got like the isometric feel to it, like you're kind of like an over the top camera angle, um, like it was like Stardew Valley, I guess. Yep. So that's probably why I'm thinking that. Oh um, well, I'll say the title on the game and everything. Yeah. So it's by Coda Sound, C O D A Sound. Yep. Uh, it's from the game Maple Story, and this oh. is the theme of Lith Harbor. I have never played Maple Story before. In fact, I can barely remember anything from it, like just in terms of footage. From, there, like, there was of... a big part of my high school life where I played this game. Okay. And I just loved it. Like, and yeah. this is sort of like, this isn't an overworld per se, but I feel like it counts because it it's sort of the first um, big area that you come to in the game where the game opens up and you can go to many other different areas. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and this song always stood out to me. It's like mm. a really impressive song. Yeah. And it's really catchy, really upbeat, um, friendly, 
and just just in general like you said sounds like open plains kind of thing which is yeah. exactly what it's trying to go for okay yeah yeah but it is for a town that you said just like a no it's not a town oh it's not a town well it is like a crossroads but it's more like a field oh okay i see yeah 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 and like you said um i i definitely get that vibe like the plainsy sort of vibe so it makes sense and going off what you said with the whole crossroads thing like again that's what overworlds are kind of meant to serve as yeah it is the crossroads to see what path you take um obviously with certain games like if you're playing a mario game you're kind of locked for the most part um, in terms of what level you want to progress through next um there's sometimes a few different paths you can take yeah um but overall it's kind of controlled there are other games where you can take whatever path you want Mm -hmm. um it's so open world that it doesn't matter yeah but overall you've got that main hub which is meant to base like is the basis for everywhere else that you're going in the game yeah and in a sense too now i think about it a lot of overworld music could potentially be a more relaxed version of credit music because yeah. credits kind of like are the summary of your adventure, right? Sure. Whether you're talking about movies or music, um, video game music or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, credits are basically your summary of the the journey that you've come through. Yeah. And in a sense, it's like a pre-journey kind of thing. It's like it's the start it's of like the adventure. Before it, yeah, before it really begins, kind of thing. It's yeah. like the choice of where you're going. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, I can I could agree with that. And, and then there's like examples of say like Breath of the Wild where it's very open and very like I don't know if you've heard the overworld theme for Breath of the Wild, but it's very it there's so spacious that barely anything is going on. There's just sound effects, some mm. little piano little bits here and there. It's it's so light. Yeah. But it works so well. Yeah. And I feel like that's a common thing for open world games. Yeah, absolutely. But um as for this piece I really like it because it's it's upbeat and very fun sounding, but I yep. also really like the mix of guitar and piano. Yep, absolutely. Uh, yeah, they're using like the broken chords with guitar and then they sort of have the piano come in with a nice melody. Mm. And I just think it all fits together so nicely. Definitely. Um, and yeah, so like that's that makes it a really good quality song in general, just like on its own. Yeah. Um, going Referring back to overworld stuff in general... Um, the thing with overworld music is that you really don't want to get sick of it because True. overworld is something you're probably going to encounter a lot yeah. because as we said, it's the main hub. So you're going to be coming back and forward quite a lot. Yeah. So I'm thinking like in terms of a journey sense, when you come back, you almost want a sense of relief. Yeah. Like, cool, I'm back. I feel kind of relaxed now. I feel kind of safe in a sense. And like that's what I kind of feel when I'm hearing this. Yeah, and you'd want something easy on the ears as well. Yes. I think that that's also important. Yeah, definitely. Because otherwise you'll be like, oh, not this again kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that was a really good one, man. I need to get onto Maple Story at some point. It's a good it's, time. It sounds... What, what year did that come out around mm. about? Like it's in nineties, I'm pretty sure. Nineties, I think so. Jeez. Well, it might have been uh, like late nineties, two thousand. Yeah, like that. wow, crazy. All right, well, we're going up one console from the Nintendo ones. We're going to Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. Let's do this.
hitting me with all the nostalgia this time. Yeah, I am. Just one after the other. Another one of our rare favourites. <laughs> Kirk, oh, Kirk, man. what was it? No, Kirk Nord... Kirk North Hopegate? Kirk Nord Hopegate. Kirk Nord. Yeah. I think that's right. Because it was Graham... (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't Graham. No, No, it was. It was was Graham North... No, it was Grant Kirk Hope. And then um, Northgate. Northgate. No. Graham... Graham, His first name's Graham. Graham Northgate or something like that. For those who don't know anything of what's going on right now which is everybody <laughs> um we just combined two rare composers um rare being the company that did like banjo kazooie and didicom racing and that sort of yeah. thing um yeah so we just combined two of their names and it was it was funny at the time but <laughs> graham northgate that's him isn't it graham no i don't know great kirk kirk nord hopegate i don't know i feel like we keep changing it every time we Hold come on. back to it Ho- Great. It's like with the Grant Batista. Kirkhope. Grant, Kirk, yeah, Grant Kirkhope, and then Graham North. North get, I'm trying to remember the Graham other one. Northgate. Nor- Graham Northgate. North Goat. North <laughs> Goat. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All right. Anyway, this is Grant Kirkhope. Yeah. This yep. isn't the fusion of both. <laughs> no, it isn't. Unfortunately, that would be great. Um, yes, Witch's Lair is the name of the song, and it is from Banjo Kazooie. I know you've played this game. You said it with an interesting accent. Leia. <laughs> Leia. Like a Leia. Like, oh, like the Princess Leia? Yeah. Like the, I could have said it like the Doctor Evil way to Leia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, it is from Banjo-Kazooie. I know you've played this game as much as I times. have. So. I really like this tune, especially because that tune is the basis for every other tune in the game. Hmm. And I think that that's really cool. I really like that idea where they reuse the material, but it doesn't. It's not in a cheap way. They they create awesome new pieces of music with the same source material, yep. which is exactly what he's done with the different levels yep. uh, in this game. And I think it's cool because it creates this sort of familiarity and connectedness between the game and its worlds. Yep. Oh yeah, definitely. It gives that cohesion. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, like you said, um, just gives that cohesion with the different tunes in the game. Um, just going from like Rare's perspective in, in their approach to games of this era, um, they were always very good at making it playful. Yeah. And this is what this is. Even though you are in a witch's lair, um, <laughs> you're, um, it's still a playful tune. It's not meant to be taken hugely seriously. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of adds to the replayability, you won't get sick of it. No. Which is good. Um, In terms of the way this is used in the game, this is another example of what we were talking about last week with adaptive soundtrack. Yeah. Now, depending on um, when you go to unlock... I'm just going to pause that there. Um, When you go to unlock um, certain parts of the game or different levels in that area, and before you even go into that area... Um, it will play a variation of that tune. Yeah. Now, say, for example, you go into, like, Treasure Trove Cove, I think it was called. It will pl- play a bit more of a piratey beach kind of version yeah, of that. Yeah, before you actually go into the level. It'll, yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. And same with, like, Gobi Desert. It'll play more of a deserty. They're very ahead of, of their time. Absolutely. 
Um, so I think like shame credit to <laughs> it's really ahead shame of what's happened to them. I know, poor rare. Oh well, the the their creative minds have gone elsewhere and yeah. still contributing. In at some least way. they're still doing what they love. Like at least they're still in the business, mm. um, which is which is good. So yeah. you would have hated for them to kind of end their career mm. after that. So. But yeah, Rare was definitely one of those golden ages of, of gaming. Where just every single track coming out was amazing. Yeah. Like, sorry, track. Every single game they came out with was just incredible. I'm sure we'll do just like a Rare episode at some point. That'd I, be... I mean, I've already... I've got another Rare piece coming up, so... <laughs> you know what? I haven't looked at my list again, but I might. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> um, but yeah, like we said, Overworld... Um, it, it's really good with the adaptive soundtrack. Um, you don't get sick of it, so it's not too overpowering. Um, and it just sets the the overall theme of where you are in the game. Yeah. So I think it really works as an overworld theme. Yeah. Nice and quirky. I agree. Well. And, and one of my favorites too. Absolutely. Okay. I'm ready, man. Me too. <laughs> All right. This is the next song. So this is going to sound absolutely crazy. I don't know where this game, where this song originated from, but I've played it in DDR. I'm not even kidding. Really? I, there's a version of DDR called Stepmania. Um, oh, okay. Where you like use your keyboard instead. Yeah. I downloaded this song. I can't tell you for the life of me what it was titled, <laughs> but it has the same melody yeah. and harmonic movement. Yeah. I did... <laughs> That's weird. It's one I of the really more popular songs. That. Yeah. Everyone sort of knows this one if you played the game. That's so weird that I don't even know what it's from, though. That caught me really off guard. That okay. Crazy. What's it from? So it's from the game Chrono Trigger. Now, I've got here that the composer is Yasunori Mitsuda. Yeah. And this song is called Yearnings of the Wind. Damn. This is really early on in the game. Like, you just sort of start off in your bedroom or whatever in your house, and then they're like, you got to go to the fair. And so you go out of your house into the world map to go to the fair, and this is the song that plays. It's like almost straight away. Interesting. And it's so good. I really love this piece. Crazy. Do you um, tend to always come back to the town, or is this like the only time you'll... Yeah, uh, no, whenever you're in this sort of area of the game, yeah. this is the overworld thing that plays. The overworld theme changes throughout the game, like when you go to different continents and stuff, yeah. but this is sort of the first continent. Okay. And Interesting. Um, yeah. This is sort of one that's always stuck in my head. I really love that melody. Yeah, I mean, like, that's why I remembered it, because it's such a beautiful melody and harmony to it as well. Um, 
That's crazy that I heard this years ago and didn't even know what it was from. Yeah. Obviously, going by that, I haven't played this game, if you couldn't have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it was one of those games where everyone sort of was going on about Chrono Trigger. Yeah. And so, a few years ago, maybe like three or four years ago, I um, I just decided to pick it up and play it. Mm. And I wasn't disappointed. It yeah. really is a great game. Yeah. Uh, it deserves all the praise that it gets. It's an RPG game, right? Yep. Yeah, cool. Awesome. But it, w- it was sort of innovative in its battle style. Yeah. Um, because it is still turn-based or time-based. Mm-hmm. But, like, enemies will move around, literally, on the sort of... You won't go into a battle scene, per se. You'll still yep. be on, like, the, the map or okay. the level. But then the enemies will reorder and move around. And depending where you are or where the enemies are... Depends on whether or not you can hit them and things uh, like that. okay. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Interesting. All right. Yeah, I mean, like... All right, so we'll go from the context standpoint. It's a town, so it's relatively relaxed. Um, it makes sense for this song to be, like, what it is in terms of, like, a central hub. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that it's really nice and spaced out. Mm. It's not too oversaturating. And that's a common theme we're finding with a lot of these at the moment. Yep. Um, it's not too... Unless it's something like Link Between Worlds, which is more of a adventure, um, more action-y, yeah. I guess, at that point. But this is more of like a relaxing point. Yeah, this, this is one. a traveling song. Yeah. So you kind of want a bit more spaced out and not as oversaturated. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I agree in terms of like the context that it's used um mm. you don't want to get sick of it and yeah you don't get sick of this i'm really good for super nintendo too yeah oh definitely mm. definitely i've really got to get on to playing this one um you can get it on ds now i've got it on the, i think it's on the the classic isn't it oh i yeah. think yeah i think so chrono trick yeah i think it is <clears throat> yeah nice no i really like it it good. works as overworld a good hub for everything else yeah i agree which is good. All right. Now, we've gone through five songs, so now it's time for my segment, Let's okay. Talk About. Okay. I don't know what this segment is, so I'm getting surprised here. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I was like, dude, we've done it before. <laughs> don't you remember? I remember. Well, I just I don't, don't know what the topic is. There we go. That's it. Yeah, I had a mental blank there. All right, man. So, let's talk about overworld music. Okay. <laughs> There's more to it, trust me, just bear with me, I'm just going to get the list up again. So, I'm going to play you a song here, and I just want you to listen to it for me, and just see what you think in terms of overworld stuff. Okay. faded out there do you know that song no okay what can you say in terms of overworld think it fits if i'm being honest yep i find it difficult to imagine as an overworld song okay what do you imagine it as uh as a menu song and you would be correct (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
<laughs> so this is from The Sims. Yeah. Um, this is basically where you're selecting the houses and neighborhood. Okay, yeah. Um, but in a sense, this is its overworld. And this is kind yes. of what I wanted to go into, is the comparison between overworld music and mm -hmm. menu music. Yeah. Because what I found is sometimes it's a blend of both in terms of a video game. Yeah. The overworld, as as we kind of heard earlier on with the Donkey Kong Country 2 one, yeah. the overworld is the stage select and is essentially the menu in a sense. Mm. Um, sometimes it's separate. Uh, depends what kind of game you're playing. So adventure games, it will tend to be separate. Um, but one thing I was thinking about was its purpose. Because as we were talking about, it's essentially a central hub where it's giving you the taste of everything that's coming up. Like all the different paths you can take in the game. Yes. Um, giving you a taste of the uh, context and the not necessarily the kind of music, but kind of like the palette, yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah, okay, yeah. And like the event adventure that lies ahead yes, kind of thing. exactly. And so I was thinking about like... What is the distinctive difference between menu music and overworld music? And it's a really hard line to kind of... Well, I actually have sort of a theory on it, like sort of immediately that I've been thinking of just now. Okay. Um, That's why I kind of wanted to keep it as a surprise, because I figured, <clears throat> excuse me, that, um, yeah, you would have like a little bit of a different take on it. Yeah, so immediately going to sort of examples in my head... Um, Menu music appears to be more like relaxed music. It's more chill music, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. Um, examples that I can give right off the bat is something like Mario Kart, uh, like yeah. Mario Kart 64 or something like that, yeah. where the tracks are like very... Um, even Mario Kart 8, I'm pretty sure. When you're selecting things in the menu, it's yeah. very like pretty relaxed it, it's not super upbeat or anything it can yeah. be but um the, i think the difference between menu and uh, and sorry overworld mm -hmm. would be that overworld is more um what's the word i'm looking for it, like going on like uh i can't think of the word do you think it has more variety Overworld music compared to menu music. Obviously, it depends on the game. Th that's the thing. Depends I, I the wouldn't necessarily it has more variety. That's the word. It has more drive. Okay. I think that that's the difference. I think that an overworld theme has a bit more progression. It's sort of going somewhere because you're going somewhere. More direction. Yeah, more direction. That's the, more, that's the word you're looking yeah. for. And, but, yeah. But in a menu theme, you... you that it's not really approached that way, at least the way I think about it. Yep. Even in something like um, F-Zero, mm -hmm. uh, the menu theme is just kind of like chugging along on the guitar, but it's very relaxed compared to the other songs where they're like shredding on the guitar and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I feel like, yeah, menu is sort of more relaxed music, and yep. whilst overworld music can be very relaxed, it's going somewhere. Yeah. No, I... So, in a sense, what you could say, based on that is that menu music is kind of the equivalent of giving someone a little bit of cake and being like, you can only have one spoonful. Cool, that's the menu music. Yeah. Overworld music is like, all right, you can have like a bit more of the cake now. <laughs> yeah, and then going to the different areas, it's like, oh, do you want a little flavor of this? Or yeah. That, or... I might add some sprinkles on this. Do you yeah. want that? All do right, want here's some... the fire level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, that's interesting. And even speaking in terms of direction, menu music obviously 
this is a stereotype, I guess, or like a generic uh, comment, but it tends to be shorter in terms of duration. Yeah. Menu music. For the most um, part. Even though The Sims one's actually quite long. But that's because you do a lot of it, right? Yes. You spend a lot of time in menus, so they've got to be long and they've got to have lots of things to listen to, otherwise you get bored. That is true. So, yeah, some of the examples I gave where it's kind of like a blur of menu and overworld. A lot of Mario games tend to have like a blur of menu and overworld music. Like, you know, you've got like that stage select screen, it's like the blend. I'm talking more in terms of like video game basis than the music necessarily. Um, the Donkey Kong Country series is a big one too. Um, then you've got Pokemon Snap. And any ones that basically like the select kind of yeah. screen. It's kind of like a bit of a weird blend. Um, Pokemon Snap is... That's a very short tune, I'm pretty sure. It is very short. Yeah. Um, ones that I was kind of thinking of, just a few examples that wouldn't work if you tried to put the overworld music in the menu. Mm. Uh, things like Conker's Bad Fur Day would not work. <laughs> It would be way too happy. You would get incredibly sick of it in the end. Even if you did, like, you couldn't do the menu to the overworld. I don't know, man. Do you know that that song's, like, eight minutes long? It's got, like, all different varieties because it's got, again, adaptive soundtracks in what? it. Oh, yeah, so okay. every time you get to different areas, it changes it a No, all right, bit. that makes sense. I thought you were, like, the original, like, thing was just, like, eight minutes. I'm like, you're kidding. No, it's just got eight minutes of content, like, if you're walking around. Um, other ones you can't transfer are all of the Legend of Zelda games. I mean, they've got a very particular theme when it comes to their menus, so it's going to be hard to interchange. Um... Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario 64 mm -hmm. um, and Donkey Kong 64. Um, those are some examples you can't really interchange, I believe, between the menu and the overworld music. It's, um, yeah. it's up to your interpretation, but it's just an interesting thing because I found there's a lot of... Kind of similar to how we were talking about fire to uh, desert music. There are a lot of similarities, but I feel like there's a few little key differences yeah, there. Yeah, I agree. Because, like... Your first, your first example there with The Sims, hmm. um, Neighborhood One, as I see it's called. Yeah, it actually has a title now. There is actually an album for this. Okay. Uh, its official title where is it? Is called Now Entering. Okay. It featured a few of the songs on there. It's by Mark Russo. All right. Whoever's curious. And um, that's so clearly to me a menu song. Yeah. Without any like it by no stretch of the imagination, in imagination is it no world song. Yeah. But I see what you're saying where. It's the game's overworld. Mm. It is, but they treated it as a menu song, the yeah. way I sort of see it. Um, and it's interesting because immediately that's what it said to me. Yep. But if you play me what, any of the songs that we've heard so far, mm. um, for the most part, I'd be like, yeah, it's an overworld song. Yeah. No, it's interesting. Like, we can distinctly hear what a, what is menu yeah. and what is overworld. But when you think about the purpose, it's a little bit of a more blurred line. It's really yeah, I odd. think there's just I think it's less progression in the actual yeah. music. Mm. It, I think you're right. Yeah. The direction is uh, yeah. There's definitely more direction yeah. in the overworld stuff. So that's okay. that's my segment nice. on overworld. I enjoyed it. Menu. Very thought provoking. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Considering I came up with it in a day. Anyway, <laughs> um, let you break the illusion. I'm sorry. Alright, I know you are going to love this one. Right, I love let it. Let me get my water then. If I had track of the week, this would be mine. Oh. I don't even care. Let's do it. 
train departing for the Mystic Ruins will be departing soon. <laughs> oh man, that's great. I'm not at all surprised by this choice. <laughs> um, and up until if it were, if I hadn't played this game recently, I'd have no idea what this is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, let's say the. What it is for oh, the yeah, folks at home? Yes, sorry. Yeah, we're just going off context here. So, it is called Welcome to Station Square. I love the title. It's very similar to Donkey Kong Country 2, Welcome mm. to Crocodile Isle. It's from the Dreamcast game Sonic Adventure. We know it from the DX version of GameCube. Yep. Um, which is hilarious that it's on GameCube and Dreamcast. Yeah. It's such a weird Sega thing. Um, and the composers... Let me just get it out here. We have a few here. So... Uh, Jun Senoi? Can you yeah. pronounce that for me? Um, Senoe. Senoe. I think, I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah. I know he does all the guitar work. He's incredible. Uh, okay, Jun Senoe. Uh, Kenichi Tokoi, Masaru Setsumaru, and Fumi Kumatani. Okay, whoops. <laughs> Fumi Kumatani. There you go. So there's a couple of composers there. Yep. Um, or, or in terms of the soundtrack in general. Yeah. I know the guitar work is probably done by... Uh, Jun Sonoe. Yeah. Because he's incredible. He does all the good stuff. Yeah. From all the Sonic Adventure games. That makes sense. Um, now, the reason why I wouldn't say this is my track of the week <laughs> is clearly the is just for nostalgia purposes, I think. Yeah. I think it's a fantastic song, but because I didn't grow up with it, mm. um, I don't have that same attachment to it. But I think it's really cool and groovy. Like, all that being said yeah and i think it really suits um hub world too and it's interesting because it's overworld so i feel like overworld often references like the the above ground world sort of fields i think a field mm. this isn't fields but it still works as an overworld song well what we were going off last week with um talking uh about um uh, Mario Kart 8 um, we came across a few like examples of harbour and like city and like environments um, I feel like yeah like you said it fits because it fits a city hustle and bustle environment yeah sure um, but it's still happy it's mm. it's you know uh, well, that, yeah that lead line <laughs> is so cheery it is it's good it's and got it's good harmony. Sonic too. Like, yeah. if, if there's one thing that they haven't screwed up with Sonic, it's, <laughs> it's the, the music. music. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. You're gonna hear us probably referring to Sonic quite a bit with the music, and we we're like, oh, it's great. But then it's always like... been great. Like just before, I was showing you the theme to Infinite. Yeah. From Sonic Forces, and you were like, this is awesome, and I'm like, I know. They <laughs> they always do so well with the music. They do. It's crazy. Um, one thing I'll say with this game though that it has a huge problem with. Um, the <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the game. <laughs> the, the people that made it. Um, the um, what I'll say is that whoever did the mixing is. It <laughs> oh yeah, like the like the voice the audio lines. Levels. Mix, yeah, because like oh, and like the way where they have a cutscene and the voice lines will just literally just go over each other because they couldn't be bothered increasing yeah. the amount of time. And just like the mixing of the volumes, like yeah, like you'll get really loud music in the distance, like. Okay, for the mystic realm, <laughs> like, over this like Yeah, you just can't hear anything. Good thing it has subtitles. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you can turn them off though. But you wouldn't want to. No, you wouldn't <laughs> want to at all. Um, yeah, so it fits the environment, it's happy, um, it's a good track. 
Um, it fits the environment. Uh, I think it's good for an overworld. Um, it's a great track just on its own as well. Great I think piece it's pretty fantastic. So, um, yeah. it's just a shame the rest of the game sucks. That's fun. It is good. It's a nostalgia trip for me as if well. If you're not older, yeah, it's fun. That is true. Which is odd. You see it as like a flawed mess when you're older. <laughs> and Sonic games probably are more fun when you're older. No, when you're younger. Oh, when you're younger. Yeah. Oh, okay. Was, well, because you can make fun of it as an older Oh, person. see, interesting. No, I found that I enjoyed Sonic games infinitely when I was younger. But as I got older, I'm like, oh my god. Like, uh, to be fair, Sonic Forces, mm. not bad. As a game, I actually enjoyed it. Mm. Uh, in, in my current adult life, I enjoyed it. Yeah. But, um... I've gone back to play some of the older Sonic 3D Sonic games, and it's like, eesh. Oh, no, I, I, I agree with that, because I, even I went to go play uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and I'm like, I just can't do this. This is... Yeah. Um, maybe it's just because it's platforming that I'm not necessarily used to. I'm used to Mario being so smooth that, yep. you know, gotta go fast. I'm yeah. like, I, uh, not, not that fast, please. Yeah, you gotta go slow and do platform <laughs> yeah. platforming. Yeah, I want 100% the game, not speed through it. All right. So, let's see what we got next. Go for it, man. Oh, this chair. <laughs> it's so crackly. Okay, so you're definitely going to know this, and I really like this one. All right. Dude, but the solo. <laughs> no, it's, <all> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Though. It is really good. You remember how we talked about how Robin Beanland is like the unsung hero of Rare? Yeah, yeah. He so is. He, yeah, he he's is. so good. I mean, like, it's kind of like being in that family of just successful brothers and sisters, and you're like, I'm just as good, but like, just doesn't get noticed because the other ones are just like that extra step. Yeah. Like, like they actually get the attention. Yeah, because they're like part of the more popular games yeah. or whatever. It's like a neglected brother. Yeah. <laughs> He is so good though. Everything that I've heard that Robin Beanland has done has been schmick. Schmick. Yeah. No, I agree with that. That's good. All right. What is the title and and uh, artist and uh, game meant? Yep. So this is from Conker's Bad Fur Day. Um, the composer is Robin Beanland, as we were just talking about. And uh, the title is Windy and Co. Yes. Oh, that's right. That's what it's called. You know what I find interesting with this one, right? With Conquer in general, um, obviously they were in Diddy Kong Racing and presented very differently. In fact, Conquer's Bad Fur Day was actually being created at the same time as Banjo Kazooie. Yeah. It was meant to be very similar. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I can't remember what their alternate title was, but it was something completely. It had 64 different. in the title, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Like standard 64 games. Yeah. Um, and uh, then they just completely revamped it, and now it's like the. 
Was it R-rated? <laughs> no, it was one of the crudest games, though, yeah. of its time. Like, it definitely broke some boundaries that... Like, especially for nin- uh, Nintendo consoles as well. Mm. Where it was just... It wasn't a... Like, it was quite violent, but it was more about, like, the swearing and the yeah. adult content. Yes, definitely. You know, they had, like, weird sexy scenes of, like, a bee pollinating a flower. <laughs> uh, and, like, you know, it was, like... It just, like, went that extra step in, like, weirdness. That bee was yeah. filthy. <laughs> Such a filthy like bee. a really filthy bachelor yeah. bee. Yeah, it's like didn't it smoke as well? <laughs> pretty, so. pretty sure it did, or at least it had bloodshot eyes or something. No, no, no. Yeah, play that game. I highly recommend it. It's great. It's really funny. If you want a G-rated experience, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't. Yeah, play I'm that. pretty sure it was just uh, it was M, but it barely got away with it. Yeah, like exactly. it, I think it probably should have been M A. Yeah, interesting. Um, but yes, Overworld. The context of Conquer is very random, very quirky, a lot of fun. Yep. Um, it's a comedy. It it still serves itself as an uh, adventure action-y kind of game. Yep. But in overall, the appeal with Conquer is its comedy. Yep. And I feel like even just taking that into into a context and approach for music. Yeah. That's what you want to kind of. Uh, approach it with yeah for sure and that's what it achieves I think that quirkiness I think like you know it's kind of like this barn with branching paths and it sort of fits like a country lifestyle in a way which I think um, yeah it just I think he pretty much nailed it like this is exactly what it should sound like the overworld for Conker's Bad Fur Day yeah exactly Um, it's so catchy too yes absolutely you just want to click your fingers to it you know Oh, the whistling bit just came in there for us. Yeah, Yeah. because that's what I was going to mention. The adaptive soundtrack again. Um, If you go past the bees, you get like the little bee. I think this is if if you you idle uh, Conker for a long time, he starts whistling. Uh, Yeah, that makes sense. It's so cool. It is really cool. Um, Yeah, so it's got the quirkiness there. Um, It gives you a taste of all the different branches you can take in the game all the different uh, paths you can take in the game it's kind of like semi-controlled I know around the beginning you can kind of choose a few different paths yep. but around the end you kind of have to do the same path um, but uh, yeah it matches the character and the theme mm. gives a good taste of what's to come yep. um, it's happy it's um, a good choice of style as well I think you know bluesy kind of jazz upbeat you know swing yep. is good for it I agree yeah suits it perfectly Definitely. Okay. Good on you, Robin Beanland. Great name too, by the way. I might just Beanland. go look up like everything he's ever done and just mm. enjoy it all. I think that's a good idea, man. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. All right. Going up another console. So we've been kind of going. Here's why I thought you'd find it funny. So we got we went Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Dreamcast slash GameCube. Now we're going to Nintendo Wii. All right. Awesome. I, it just somehow worked out that yep. way. I'm ready. Let's do it.
I really want to keep it on for that bit, but I'll... <laughs> it's it's okay. just so nice. It is. It's a really fantastic piece of music. It is. Alright, so for those playing at home... Playing. How do you pronounce that first word? Gower. Gower? So it is uh, called Gower Plane from the Nintendo Wii game Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm pretty sure it was on the 3DS as well. I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, it got a, a port to 3DS. Yes, yeah. And the composer is a person by the name of Ace Plus. Oh, yes. Uh, there was some more people involved with the soundtrack as a whole. Yes, yeah. Yeah. But... It had a few different, yeah, artists and composers. Yeah, but I'm pretty the... sure it was Ace Plus for this one. Yeah. So, now here's the interesting thing. I've never played this game before, mm -hmm. and you already knew that, even though you predicted I would probably put it on, just because of where I've listened to it. Yeah. Um, the first time I was exposed to this was uh, uh, Super Smash Bros. Wii U. Oh, okay. And when I heard, I'm like, damn. Yeah, so really good. good. I really love the the like heavy metal medley in Smash Bros. Yes. Uh, of Xenoblade. That's a really good medley. Definitely. All right, man. Give me your thoughts on it. Um, well, I have played this game. Yes. And um, this is a really awesome song and a really popular tune too. Uh, it looks like it resonated with a lot of people, this one. Mm. And I can see why. It's kind of like the, the jack-of-all-trades of, of overall music. It's kind of just got like a little something for everyone. Yeah. It's got that, you know, that upbeat guitar and drum sound. It's got those really nice high-end like violin mel me uh, melodies. Yep. And um, it, it's it's hard to not like this one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, should I make it the track of the week? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's like, you know how you have to sit, sort of sit there and like listen to a track side by side and be like, this one or this one? That's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean, man. Yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. Um, yeah, so obviously with me not having played the game before, I had to kind of make sure that this was an overworld as I was kind of visualizing it. Yeah, um, so yeah pretty much. Looking it up, um, this is actually the biggest area of the game. Oh, okay. That I, that I, I yeah, didn't even know that. In terms of, yeah, just looking up the facts and such. Yeah. Um, watching in terms of uh, when you first go into the area, um, Understanding the context of it, the kind of enemies you're coming across, very dinosaur-like. Yeah, um, very fieldy. And so, yeah, it's it's the, the tune kind of uh, falls into that uh, category, I feel, of open field, um, like prehistoric slash tribal in a sense. Yep, and traveling. Traveling, yes, yep. absolutely. The fact that it's a huge um, area, you want it to be kind of epic- Yep. and a lot of variety going on with it yep. which is a lot different to the other ones we've kind of heard so far um, they shouldn't be as open they should be more towards the relaxed thing yeah a relaxed approach I guess you yep. could say well they actually this game um, has the nighttime themes as well yes and that's one thing I didn't listen to and I, I really do need to go ahead and listen to that one yeah um, which is definitely like a very a more relaxed version of that song yep and that makes sense again being nighttime you know it's yep. when people go to bed I know you don't go to bed in this game but like <laughs> <laughs> oh you go to the inn okay there you go yeah that's close enough um, but yeah, um, one thing I will say, though, mm. in terms of what I know, and you can verify this for me, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, whether I'm right or wrong. Yep. One thing I don't like with the way this music was used 
is when you encounter enemies, it goes away and new different music comes in. Yeah, the battle music starts. Battle music. And the transition back into the other, like this theme, I don't think works. Okay. I think it really breaks it up. And I really would have liked if they had done something... A battle version of In the a way, list. yeah, just... A, like the way Fire Emblem did in the last episode. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Like, um, adaptive soundtrack, kind of using that to its advantage. Yes. Um, look, I could agree to that, because it's got plenty of good battle music outside of that area. Like, um, you know, with boss themes and, and just in different areas and stuff like that. Yep. So I think that it wouldn't be like missed if they didn't have the battle theme in that area. Mm. Um, I can't disagree with you. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily feel as strongly about it, but I can see why you think that. Mm. And if it was my choice, I would rather make a more upbeat version of that song for a battle theme. Yeah. Or sorry, a more edgy version. I think so. Or I think it would be cool. Make the transition a bit, uh, a bit uh, more blurred, but mm. in the good way. If you kind of know, like a bit more of a crossover, yeah, more, yeah, flowing crossover. But um, that style that you um, are criticizing, not in, yeah. not in a negative way, you're mm -hmm. criticizing it analytically. Yeah, um, works well for other things uh, mm -hmm. in the game. So, for instance, when you fight a really tough enemy. Mm. Um, It'll it'll come in with this like shrill like lead guitar thing like it'll just cut the music and be like and it's like like look out kind of thing like gotcha. this is a dangerous battle and I think that works really well it's kind of like that from Metal Gear Solid I see yeah no that that makes sense that makes yeah that makes sense um it's just yeah the examples I was kind of seeing where like I think it was more of an impact when it was around the end of the battle rather than the start. Yep. Because at the end, it would kind of like, okay, the music would end and then this would just fade in. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. And just be like, okay, cool. It's kind of like somebody just, just kind of bad wording for it, but like yep. kind of copied and pasted it in. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, it's a, yeah, a tough position to be in. I yeah. guess the way it would work is like, um, the track would always be playing. Yep. But um, they would just dip that down and have the battle song come in, and then they just basically crossfade it. Yeah, kind of thing. I feel like depending on the frequency of battles, this song would not get heard anywhere near as much as it should, because I feel like it deserves to be heard. Ah, um, uh, it get her, it get uh, it gets heard quite a bit. Yeah. Um, there is plenty of time traveling without fighting. I think. Okay. Uh, from my experience playing the game. Okay. Kind yeah. of adds to the fact that it's the biggest area as well, so, at the yep. game. Um, you know, get plenty of time to hear it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Go um, for it, man. So, this will be my final track. Okay. I am ready. Alright, let's listen to it. <laughs>
was feeling a lot of mixed things there with that one. Interesting. Like, it went from like... Yeah, I don't know. I'll explain it in a sec. Uh, that, that's interesting. All right, um, I'll, I'll see. But don't be disappointed because like no. it's actually like good. Uh, <laughs> I went oh, from thanks. like I, it was a, it was a roller coaster, but it ended good. Okay, so this is Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Interesting. The composer is Toru Minigeshi, and the uh, the title is Overworld Adventure. That's crazy because I thought of Legend of Zelda, but like it sounds different to what. Legend of Zelda music would be, but it makes sense for that kind of context. Yeah. Trains. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. I'm guessing, man, that this is a this, special one. This is my track of the week. Um, yeah, damn. Alright, so here's the emotions I was going through with this. Yeah, tell me about it. At I the beginning, I was like, okay. This matches more first level music than anything. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm not really digging it. Yeah. Well, no, not in terms of like, the composition's really good. But when I was thinking Overworld, I, can I was see like, this feels more first level than Overworld, which again can cross over quite a bit. Yep. But I you gotta understand that. You gotta think of the context of when you're approaching of uh, Overworld for the first time. Mm. In a sense, that's your first encounter. And that first impact is extremely important on an overworld. Yeah. Um, because it's going to set the tone for the rest of the game because you're constantly going to come back to this area. Yeah. Especially for this because I'm assuming this is the uh, where you're on the trains. Yep. Yeah, cool. And that's got to have a huge impact. You're all you're uh, on those trains all the time, like yep. crossing over between worlds and levels and that sort of thing. Um, I think it changes between uh, areas. Okay. Yeah. Got, and like a little bit of adaptive yeah, soundtrack. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it has a lot of variety. Yeah, sure just, does. Even just the version we're listening to yeah. right now is just crazy. Um, so it's got that going for it. And that's what you want. Like, overall with Zelda games, um, they're really good at doing overworld themes with so much content they in are. them. That's yeah. not too overpowering either, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, depending on what kind of... Uh, version you're going for whether it's like a dark sinister world like low rule or more an adventuresome one like uh hyrule field and ocarina of time yeah which is like 10 like minutes of just all kinds of stuff yeah exactly um yeah so in terms of that context that first impact of like getting into the open world and being like here's the world mm. it's really good yeah like and that's the kind of transition i'm talking about it's like I can understand like the impact you would have felt playing this game for the first time and getting to that area and being like, yeah, yeah. trains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, I'm just like anybody. I get excited about trains. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, I wasn't like sold on the whole like 3DS, uh, sorry, the DS games. Yeah. Um, initially, like these touchscreen games that they were. Yeah. Um, but. You know, I ended up really liking Phantom Hourglass, and then when Spirit Tracks came along and I played this too, I was like, I can't deny it, this is really good too, kind yeah. of thing. And I like got on the train, and I was like, oh, here we go, train, how fun is this going to be? And then the music plays, and I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> like, start enjoying it. I like it, solid 12 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oh, jeez. Yeah, look, in terms of your pick, and, and I'm comparing it to all your other picks as well, Link Between Worlds. I know. Man, that's got a lot of nostalgia to it. But 
in terms of variety, I can understand and I'll give you a thumbs up for that just because of that. Yeah. I think like, I do actually think it has a bit more variety than the Link Between Worlds one. I feel like I've got too much nostalgia on the other one Yeah. Um, that is kind of blinding me, but I feel like in terms of this song itself, yeah. is uh, more variety in it. Um, yeah, I um, I love this song. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's uh, my pick of the week, so that's why. Yeah. Uh, but why do I love it so much? There's a couple of reasons. So mm -hmm. one of the reasons why is because I love that the DS games brought back instruments that you actually play. So in this one, it's a pan flute. Oh, of And you actually play it with, like, the touchscreen, you blow into it. That's awesome. Yeah. So it uses the pan flute as, like, its main melody mm. thing. And it does that throughout the game. It's like, it keeps coming back to that sort of instrument because it's the one you have. And I think that that's really cool. Like, world building in a way. Not really world building, but I just mean, like, to make the whole game cohesive, it's like, you have this, you have this instrument and we're using it in all these songs to sort of emphasize it. Yeah, it's that really good use of palette. Yeah. Going with a palette and kind of utilizing that. Yeah. Making the most of it. And um, I just I just enjoy like the, it's very upbeat and a little bit country, you know, like you're on the countryside. Mm. And, and I think that upbeatness really suits like the whole train thing, you know, with like chugging along. Yes. That kind of thing. And um, uh, what was the other reason? Oh my god, my head's just blank today. That's alright. I actually have an interesting thing while you're yeah, go thinking it. about that. Um, going off this song a little bit, um, we're talking about the idea of palette. Um, for those who don't know what we're actually talking about, it's actually like the the selection of instruments. So you might start off with a certain kind of, you know, like an orchestra, you'll start off with the, the selection of orchestral instruments you'd find. And then that's your basis. Now, why is that important? Obviously, there's cohesion in that. Yeah. Um, but I think another good thing, too, that it does is it really restricts a composer's approach. Yeah. And you think, well, that's a bad thing, right? Don't you want to be as creative as possible? Well, it's actually better, yeah. I find. To, to be re restrictive. To restrict yourself because what you end up doing is breaking the mold. You end up going and thinking outside the box. Yeah, it forces creativity. If you give yourself rules for anybody who wants to be creative, I think you could honestly use this rule in any creative way. Um, not even like just music, like art in general. Um, if you ever want to compose something, make some rules up yep. for yourself and then compose based on that. And I think from there, you actually end up being really creative of what you do. Yeah. Um, if you ever have writer's block or something, do it that way. It really does work. It um, helps. Nothing's more frustrating than trying to compose from just a blank canvas. <laughs> yeah, with <laughs> the, every instrument at your disposal. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, it's too hard. It's a cluster. Honestly, it, it can be too hard. Yeah. Especially if you don't know exactly what you're looking for. Exactly. Um, did, did so, you... yes, I did remember. So... The other reason why is because this track remixes really well. I've heard other versions of ah. this song, like like in Smash Brothers as well, and I think that the melody and the harmony is so solid that you can do it in all kinds of different styles and always sounds awesome. Interesting. It's just one of those songs. I must hear some of these remixes. It sounds yep. intriguing. Family Jewels does one. Of course he does, because yep. he is... A god. And he loves to pick the good stuff. <laughs> he does. I mean, like, he picked plenty of Earthbound stuff, even though he was frustrated with <laughs> That's great. Okay.
Last one from me, man. We're gonna tone it down a little bit, I think. Okay. I've I've had enough of the uh, Nintendo stuff here. Fair enough. I'm gonna go PC. I did pick a bit too much. Oh, me too, man. I kind of just <laughs> gave up. I'm like, I'm not even gonna bother with yeah. like. Well, I put two Zelda songs in there. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Zelda's the best. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we're going to PC. You would have heard this one before, I'm pretty sure. Yep. Let's get into it. Interesting. I guess maybe you haven't played as much as I have, or maybe... Probably, it, it does hold a bit of nostalgia for me. Um, probably doesn't come up as often nowadays as it mm. used to in the game. Yeah. So this is from Minecraft. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So this one's called Sweden, and it's from the same guy that did... I'm pretty Sweden. sure... Sweden. Uh, it's called Sweden. 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 Yeah, Sweden. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> And uh, I'm pretty sure this person did all of the music for Minecraft. It's the same guy. Yeah. C418. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, that's his... Notch. Yeah. Well, no, that... No, that's the creator of Minecraft. Didn't he do the music as well? Uh, don't Early think so. Early on? No, well, C418's always been, like, the... The go-to The guy. major... Oh, th yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm going to have to double-check on that. Okay. Um, but he we'll, did we'll a correct lot of... It. We'll correct it if we're wrong. He did a lot of the music for it, so... Um, oh, that's right. It has, like, a string bit of... <laughs> I just realised. Yeah. yeah, no, I do remember this bit. Alright, what are your thoughts, man? Now, you played a little bit of Minecraft. Not as much as me, um, I'm guessing, but... I think... So, I, I have a terrible habit, uh, especially on PC, mm. of listening to my own music... Uh, ironically, it's video game music. <laughs> I listen to my own video game music while playing video games on my computer. It's really dumb, but that's just what I do uh, a lot of the time. I try not to do it too often, though. Yeah. Um, and I think Minecraft just might have been one of those games at the time where I was playing it and I was just listening to songs that I wanted to listen to, so I wouldn't have heard the music. Um, I think it makes sense because Minecraft, uh, when it does use music, it uses it very sparingly. Like yeah. we were talking about in uh, episode three with the relaxing uh, yep. podcast that we did. Um, yeah, it's only used in certain contexts. Like so, sunrise and sunset? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and then maybe some caves, I believe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, in terms of the piece, obviously it takes a while to fade in, which is very... Uh, fitting for how it's used in the game yeah um 
But yeah, what do you think in terms of the composition and it being in an overworld of something like Minecraft? See, this is where it gets interesting. Yeah. Because this is where it bleeds the 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 lines between menu and overworld. Yes, because this it's used is, in both. Yes, and I think it's used in both, but this also sounds like it could be a menu song. Mm-hmm. And I think the reason why is is more because this game is a creative game. It, it's it's not like an adventure game. It is an adventure. You can make it whatever you want it to be because of the like it's a sandbox game. Yeah. But the music suits coming into this open blocky world and being like, I'm gonna go beat some stuff and then I'm gonna go make some stuff mm. and then I'm gonna have a house or whatever. It's very sort of wholesome experience and the music reflects that. Yep. Um, it's not like, yes, there is some danger with like creepers, but there's no real, real sense of danger in this game for a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more like, um, a peaceful adventure. Yeah. And I think that's why, uh, it's bleeding the lines there because it, there's less, um, chance of, um, loss or disappointment, you know, it's, it's more like this is your creative fun time. Yeah. Go and enjoy yourself kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think too, um, I don't know what the actual approach for C418 is. That's such a funny name. Um, <laughs> the funny to say. Um, his actual creative approach to this was, but going off the basis of like the first time you'll hear this compared to later on for like an experienced player of it, yeah, you get two totally different feels. When I was first playing this game, um, it was like an online version of it, like a browser version on the official yep. Minecraft yeah, website, um, just like a creative mode kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. It was just like a nice little tune in the background. Mm-hmm. First time playing the official game, I actually had a bit of trouble with it. I knew kind of what to do, but then like I kind of didn't either, so I was struggling. And it was a very melancholic uh, yeah. approach. Like a, a, it felt made me feel like. Oh, like, you know, there's this danger and such. Yeah. Um, like, I don't feel as good about it. Interesting. Um, but then as an experienced player, I would hear this and always feel like it was the end of my day or the start of a new day. Yeah. And obviously that was dependent on when it was used, like when it randomly came up. But I feel like the thing with this one is that it makes me feel like my journey is continuing. Like it's not the end. Yeah, well, the the kind of feel I get from it is kind of like um, seasonal change, like a summer to fall yeah. kind of thing. Like, you know, it, it's coming down a little bit. We're relaxing. It's not winter. Mm. It's just a little bit windier, not quite as warm. Um, yeah. You know, it's just... But still nice and relaxing. Like, that. that's kind of the feel that I get from it. Yeah, definitely. So, like... Um, like you said, me- melancholic, which is an interesting term. Um, it's like sadness, but unknown for an unknown reason. Yes. And so it's very like, you know, what's going on? Like, I'm a little sad, but like, things are okay. Like, I feel like they've, especially this one, they really nailed the idea of the fact that in this overworld, you could be doing different things when this comes up. Yeah. So you got to apply, like, you can't just think of it and be like, okay, Whenever this comes up, they're always going to be fighting enemies. No, like they could Running be away just from a creeper. Yeah, exactly. They could be just you know doing stuff with crops. Yeah, feeding cows. I don't know, sorting out your inventory in the chest, which is always fun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, like 
it could be a whole heap of different things and to match it up with all of them is a really difficult thing but i feel like he's actually done it quite well well i think that more more than anything else it's probably a a choice to do it in this way rather than have it more adaptive rather than have things like if you're getting chased by a creeper or some other thing it's like more intense music Mm -hmm. he was fully aware that this would probably be something that kids would really enjoy so why up the ante why make it more intense yep uh kids might be afraid of that yeah so keep it relaxed keep it fun and, and like they can interpret the fear in whatever the way they want, but don't enhance that feeling. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, context very important. Oh, sorry, um, demographic. Uh, yeah. Remember that, kids. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, extremely important. Um, yeah, it's nostalgic. This piece for me, it's it's a different approach to all the other ones, yeah. but it's still just as nice. But I think it fits because of the game. The game is so different to the other games that we've been talking about. Yeah absolutely i'm glad you brought it up i'm glad too man and that brings us unfortunately to the end no no (laughs) no (laughs) um yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed and kind of got like a different take on overworld music we kind of like had an interesting more interesting journey than i thought we would it was a a good time it was it was a good time man i always Mm. enjoy time with you me too man like time with yourself or so I'll leave it up to your interpretation. <laughs> All right. Anyway, <laughs> that's fine. no, no, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just keep telling myself I'm I'm fine, and it'll be it'll be all good. It's fine. Oh, look at the time! <laughs> <laughs> time to hit the old dusty trail. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, um, I hope you got some overworld music ready for when you hit that dusty trail. <laughs> I better. It's going to be a dusty one. <laughs> um, yeah, thanks guys for listening. Um, let us know what overworld music is your favourite and what you thought of our choices. Um, obviously too. Don't forget to tell me why you think I'm wrong for my pick of the that's day. That's true, yeah. No, especially that yeah, one. Yeah, make sure you tell me why I'm wrong. Because um, I want to hear it, you know. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> I want to know why I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sadistic. <laughs> so cynical jeez um but um yeah we'd love to know what your favorite ones are um just going from a personal standpoint these aren't necessarily my favorite because as we mentioned like earlier um Hyrule Field from Ocarina of Time Mm. definitely has a good place in my heart yeah we're just more looking for examples that we like and we think are worth showcasing I think so so just because it's not in the list doesn't mean that it's one of, not one of our favorites or anything. Yeah, uh, we're just giving you a taste of what it is, but we would love to hear what your favorites are, and we will definitely um, listen to them in a future podcast. I'm sure, like yeah, some for kind sure. of compilation. Yeah, we might do like a viewer's choice episode think, or something. I think that would be really good. Um, now that we have social media, and now um, at the time of this podcast, we are available on all major platforms. I'm excited. So you can look us up on the iTunes store. Um, You can look us up in Google Podcasts. That's an individual app now. It used to be part of Google Music, but you have to go download the uh, individual app. And Spotify, there's a few other places. We're officially based on anchor.fm. So that's where we're uh, mainly based. Um, Any of the links are on our Facebook page at 8BitBards. We also have an Instagram 
be sure to follow them because um, we'll be actually posting questions related to the podcasts and any sort of feedback on there um, would be appreciated and possibly could get featured on a future podcast. Yeah, we um, might. Yeah, if there's requests or there's certain ideas presented, we'll definitely talk absolutely. about them more. We, we already had somebody who um, uh, really enjoyed uh, episode two's... Um, that distorted one from Zero Yeah, Coldros. Coldros is theme. Yeah, so that was uh, that was really good uh, feedback. Thank you for that. Um, but yeah, anything like that, we'd greatly appreciate it. We're also very slowly putting up the song list of uh, each podcast. So yep. if you're curious to look up the soundtracks and the particular uh, music and artists, um, you should be able to do that on the Facebook page yeah. as well. But yeah, keep looking out for those social media links and uh, yeah, you'll get all the latest posts of 8-Bit Bards. Yeah. Okay. It's exciting, man. It is exciting. Um, We're actually getting somewhere. <laughs> Dude, we're doing things. Yeah. It's, it's great. Okay. So, again, I'm Cam. And I'm Jamie. And we are the, the 8-Bit, 8-Bit Bards. Bards. I kind of screwed it up there. <laughs> See you later, guys.